Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. Da 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. What's going on, ma'am fam? It's time to eat, pray, and love. It is Mad About Movies. How many podcasts have done that exact intro? I should probably just back I think we're the only one, for sure. You think? Okay. I'll stick with it. Yeah. We are here to talk, pray, after Brian, kind of the next film after Brian's favorite predator film the last entry in, in the series so we're here to kind of see if this one lives up to how much you loved that one mm-hmm. yeah. um and you liked there was one casting decision you were a big fan of and I, i'll just leave it at that yeah. um <laughs> about that part. oh my gosh <laughs> gosh oh yeah the rest oh. you didn't care for the cast but there was one <laughs> anyway we're here to talk a, a good predator film or predator adjacent film or whatever uh pray so we're going to talk about that. Ken is not here tonight. Kent is is uh, he's battling he's battling uh, a sore throat. So anyway, we're here to talk. How's how's everything going? How's everything going on your end? Before we dive into the to the to the film, you know, life it's good. good in Brianland. We haven't caught things, up in a while. Things are good. Uh, school starts next week from a dude. So we've been nice. just kind of trying to uh, fourth grade uh, or fifth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. Fourth grade. So pretty crazy got meet the teacher this week and just trying to you know get those last few summer activities in i've been playing a ton of pickleball lately nice Um, yeah you told me you've been picking that up need you to get over here and and get some pickleball in i would love to do that where do you play uh i put a court down in my gym at work oh nice so there was like a brian has a home a full (laughs) sport court home brian's Very well and made, and so. just to be clear, the three point line is a real three point line. It goes all the way. Nothing yeah. drives me crazier than when a rich person is like, "Hey, come check out my gym," and they have like the short corners. I yeah. hate that. Like you can't, exactly, you can't find like, six extra feet with your millions of dollars. Like that drives me. Crazy. I have one in mind, but I have that weird, um, like nineteen eighty three three point line where it's okay. under the top of the key. Okay, yeah, it just dips. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where it goes, it's basically a foot behind the free throw at the top. Right. Right. I, I put a I put a pole uh right in the middle of the paint about six feet from the rim because I just thought it would be fun, like a mm-hmm. like a minute made park situation. Yeah, you know? I just like I the old school cool field goal obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it'd be cool. Yeah, we had um at work had like a work event where we went and played pickleball as like, you know, team building kind of thing. Yeah. And I love pickleball. I've al- I've always been a big fan. No one ever knows what it is when you bring it up. And uh, so now it's huge. Like, it's all yeah, my Instagram like, ads. Really weirdly, cool. or that. yeah, I know it's funny. So I uh, I laid down a court in in the gym, and I've I've played like I played four times last week. It's the it's the it is the perfect workout for me because it. I mean, it's it is very competitive. You get you know moving and yeah. sweaty and all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't it doesn't like I don't have the wear and tear that I get yeah. from like playing basketball. So. It's been great. Awesome. Yeah, get I'll you down sometime. And, would uh, love to. I would love. To. I'll be. You'll. You'll smoke me, but I'll. I'll slowly figure it out, and then yeah, two years, yeah. and we'll be even. Yeah, it's funny. It's that's. It's a game that you can figure out relatively quickly. Yeah, like, half the people that I've been playing with have never played before until two weeks ago, and they're all 
like no one is embarrassing themselves, you know. There's I always say that about net sports are like that. I used to always say that about volleyball. It's like volleyball is actually sand volleyball or something. Mm-hmm. It's like really hard to be really good. Right. But right. like you can get from zero to five a lot mm-hmm. faster than most sports. And then yeah. getting yeah. the tents, you've got to be six five and shredded. But like <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can be passable like playing twice where like totally. basketball, that's not the case or anything. Yeah, absolutely. Like Absolutely. So, okay, so good. Cool. We need to get you down, but we're, I, I think some of, I think Tobin and I are going to get a court at some point out at, uh, that chicken and pickle place out in Grand Prairie. It's a little okay. closer to you. We need to, we'll, we'll get you yeah. out when we, when we do Let's that. Let's do it. Be, be a good time. How's things for you, man? You're, you, are you guys on like full baby prep mode at this point? I mean, it's very, it's very close at this point. I we mean, are close. We are kind of. So, yeah. uh, you know, my wife, not a whole lot of people. No one, not many of our listeners know my wife. So she is the opposite of a procrastinator, a procrastinator, <laughs> and mm-hmm. no grass grows underneath her. Mm-hmm. So right. put it to you. Th- so she's due late October. Um, we went and borrowed a nail gun from my my stepfather mm-hmm. on uh, in sometime in June. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, just get it back to me in the next couple of weeks, no biggie." And uh, we we're cool. And then. We, she's like, hey, can we swing by Home Depot? I want to get some wood. And then we built the whole nursery that night. And that was like in June. So that's just how Sarah rolls. I love it. Um, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So you're right. We are in cram mode. Like if it was up to me, we would be mm-hmm. like, but everything's done. Like we were done end of June, yeah. early July. So we've done the classes. So now it's like, do I need to refresh myself on how to, you know, like we. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we're good, man. We're, we're going to do a little baby moon at the end of the month. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, out to the cabin and all that, and uh, so we're all set there. Yeah, the the nursery is built. We've got a bunch of the stuff, you know. And then, of course, are are we prepared? Absolutely not. We have no idea. You know that world where you mm-hmm. prepare right. as much as you can, and you 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 still have to figure it out. So yeah. I don't think we're ready, but we are prepared. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. No, definitely. That's that's all you can do. You can't. You're you're exactly right. So you have the right attitude about it. You can't be prepared for everything that's going to happen. You can just be prepared for like the basics of hey, there's a baby now. So yeah, that's you know it's all good. You, We're you gotta, pretty like logistical people. You know this about mm-hmm. me too. I, I'm a kind of efficiency junkie. So you know we put in some processes and and, sure. and things like that that we think will help. But then mm-hmm. obviously you may have to iterate or completely get rid of those yeah, processes. Totally. Um, you don't really evolve and that. adjust is, is always the way exactly. it goes. There were so, so many things you're like, Oh yeah, we're totally doing this. And then that's absolutely not what we did, but it's fine. You figure, you figure these things out. So. She's doing great though. She's super healthy Good. and, uh, all that. And she's just now like, you know, two days ago was like, I'm unco- like, I okay. feel pregnant. You know what sure. I mean? Like, and yeah. we still have a little ways to go, but like, she finally feels like mm-hmm. this is not just a little sure. inconvenience. It's like, this is annoying. So yeah. Yeah, and it's, hey, if, it I don't know if you got people do you and I that, share so. this. One of the great things we have in common um, that we don't give a crap about weather. <laughs> yeah. We're weather agnostic people. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and but it has been 109 degrees in Dallas mm, for mm, the last yes. two months. Like yeah. I've never been like this. The, so it's just the a worst terrible summer s- that I can ever remember. Yeah. Right. So uh, being pregnant this summer is mm, is adaptable. <laughs> But uh, but I just keep telling her weather doesn't exist. It's a state of mind all the time. And she, I think <laughs> yeah, she's adjusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a Brian and I take uh, for real. That I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. if you live certain places, it's. But in Dallas, yeah. it's like kind of always between yeah. twenty five and 
95. And like yeah, totally. Of, I mean, you just look outside and these people yeah. that like refresh the weather app hourly, it's like, okay, it might even rain, but like you're good. Other than a tornado, you're good. Like, yeah, it's there's it's, sirens for that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, when, when it is, uh, the, the, let's say four months in the year in Texas where the weather could be a little sure. bit different from day to day, I wake up in the morning, I look at the app to let me know. Yeah. You know, am I going short sleeves or or sure. uh, a light hoodie, essentially? Right. And uh, okay, cool. What what do I need to expect? Oh, there's potential rain. Okay, awesome. Sounds good. Moving along. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> yeah. That's no, the even I, it. Um, I don't get. And the, I don't uh, ever need a text asking about the rain. <laughs> Very early in our relationship, I told Lindsay, I was like, I <laughs> I could care. I could not care less about a tornado. Uh, this yeah. is. Where we live, the chances of there actually being a tornado are about one in a hundred years, uh-huh. you know? And even then, it's spread out across a 40-mile square radius. Uh, so if there is a tornado siren in the night, you feel free to do what you want. I intend to sleep through it. So just leave me. If you're going to the bathroom, cool. You can get coop if you want to. I, I, I'm staying in my bed. Good. Uh, know, we have a... Uh, Sarah and I have an L-shaped house. I know, brag. Um, <laughs> this guy. No, but it's it's, it's L shaped. If you think in the whole thing, there's no, there's no. You've been here, but there's no, there's no interior room in our entire house. If you think <laughs> about it, everything right. is on a wall. <laughs> so there's nothing. Yeah, and we and nothing makes you kind of. And I, I'm totally sympathetic to people. It, it is a it is a fear for a lot of people. I get it, but like nothing makes you more uh, meh, to a tornado than going through a tornado. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah. We had sure. the one a couple years ago yeah. that really took out. Like my house was fine, our street was fine, but like literally one street over was a lot of damage. Right. And right. Uh, down the street, like we lost our grocery store, and a ton- mm-hmm. I lost all my dry cleaning at a dry cleaner. Like it was all just destroyed. Sure. Like so, I've been yeah. through. I, I haven't personally lost property, but like I've been through it. And as I sat there in the bathtub with a mattress over me or something, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is all I can do," you know. Yeah, like, totally. It's like, there's yeah, no, sure, like, sure. if this hits my house, then right. I just lose everything and maybe I die. But like, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not, there's no real like, you know, hurricanes, you can leave the area. Yeah. There's yeah. things you can do, lightning, you can go inside and say, okay, let's not get struck. Right. But yeah. like tornado, if that thing's got it out for you, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, like you said, you can choose, is. you can yeah. choose to go into the bathtub or the closet or whatever, or you can right. choose not to. Honestly, your results are gonna kind. Of, it's not like wearing a seatbelt; they're probably gonna be <laughs> right. about the same. But if that makes you feel better, go for it. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, there's just it's the most helpless. I literally heard it go by this really mm-hmm. eerie sound, yeah. and I looked outside; and it was green. You know what everyone says? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I went, well, that came through here. Yeah, I had some experience with that, like my yeah, totally. My grandparents' <laughs> house is out in the the literal yeah. middle of nowhere, West Texas, where I mean, a tornado can touch down and and run for miles and miles, you know, right. on the ground. So it's a real, it's a real thing. They have a re, you know, they had a real uh, storm shelter kind of thing, and it was a legitimate. Hey, this might actually be a thing, not just mm-hmm. like I do now. But uh, so I've, I mean, I've been through it. It's, but you're totally right. It's like okay, I've. I've taken the precautions I can take. It's not like I can board up the house or something. It's not going to really make a difference. So, Question for Let's you. What on. is more of a champagne problem in my history? That I lost four shirts at the dry cleaner mm-hmm. or when I lost my hat in 9-11? <laughs> do you know my, my hat in 9-11 story? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Yes. Well, sign up for Mad About Movies. 
So anyway, I don't know which one, but I've been through things is my point. Yeah. So shirts are worth more than the hat, I think, at this point. So That's I'll fair. Go, but it was yellow shirt. Abercrombie, dude. Oh. In 2001. So yeah, that's a lot of social currency. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. That's what I'm saying. Back on that. These were just okay. boring, like, you know, Banana Republic button downs, but I'm mm-hmm. talking yeah. peak. Your, your patented Dwight shirt, yellow short sleeve button downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. And then the Abercrombie hat, it was a it was not just yellow, but a shade of yellow that really complimented my frosted tips. <laughs> so again, I just want to like paint the whole picture so people can show the appropriate amount of, I hope frosted tips come back. Uh, yeah, I know they, I, I don't know. The nineties things really in right with kids. You yeah, see every kid yeah. I see looks like they just stepped out of a Pearl Jam video, but it's still right. like 93. I don't know. I don't know if these things are linear. So like in five years, yeah. Well, that you know, high we'll schoolers see. be like, you know what I mean, like 1998, like a lot of corn, yeah. frosted right. tips. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You don't just get. To, that's my thing. You don't just get to do cool 90s. Right. You got to commit. Right. You, if you're going to be part of this, then really be part of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to. You have to earnestly believe that Lip Biscuit is good for at least six months. That's I used to frost my tips. By that I mean my mother would pull my hair through a cap. Uh-huh. Uh, quarterly or whatever, and right. and bleach the top, and I could wear that to school. And then Brian, I'm just burying my soul here. And again, I thought this was very cool. Mm-hmm. This is circa 2000, I would think 99, 2000 in there. So middle school for me. Yeah, I would uh, if I went to the movies with friends. <laughs> I <laughs> I had you know, keep in mind, you know me. This is like <laughs> the only rebellion I've ever done. I at, by the way, simultaneously, I was like. Wondering who was going to replace Diane Sawyer in Good Morning America, but I also had this "quote unquote" rebellious side where Just I would frost my every tips. morning, longingly looking at your cardigan, <laughs> laying. Like, yeah, exactly. We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. It's we'll okay. We'll be back soon. But I did have a little pop punk phase in middle school, and uh, you know, and so um, rebelling in my own way. And, and when I went to the movies with friends or whatever, I would uh, I had red and blue like temporary dye that was in like a mascara uh-huh. jar, and yeah. I would paint that in blue hair like a real billy badass this guy this, this guy, guy. <laughs> so i you know i'm an open book here so that that was a phase and then uh and then i immediately became 70 years old <laughs> all right so we are here <laughs> we are here to talk uh we're here to you talk found glory all right good deal Let's get <laughs> yeah. into that, so. no it was you know what broke it for me dude was like i was i i had I liked a lot of the pop punk bands mm-hmm. and then I just couldn't make the transition to emo. Yeah. Uh, Showed same. up for ninth totally grade. The same. Totally the same. Yeah. With what like my frosted thing. tips yeah. and then everyone had da- like dashboard and, and nothing against it. I was just like, Oh, I don't, Oh, I'm out. And then I just I started li- listening yeah. to like James Taylor. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I liked, I liked dashboard. I was into dashboard, but that was like kind of, it, that was definitely an outlier for me. With, with same, the, that wasn't really the deal breaker band. And I was just Screamo for sure. I was like, yeah, I, I, was just I can't, I can't. Really Kent was in, and all around that. that same time too. It was like, oh, hey, White Stripes, that's a thing. Well, or yeah, the Strokes that, or whatever exactly. else. Those so, two bands, of, I saw that was yeah. into that. That mm-hmm. kind of changed it. And then I, yeah, yeah. And then, but then I didn't know. We've talked about this, how bad the pop music was and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like. I found out later there was all these cool albums, but I didn't know mm-hmm. I yeah. could. What's frustrating totally. is we are the generation that illegally, but could have gotten those albums mm-hmm. via, but I did not know the keywords to search because yeah. I didn't have like pitchfork yet or what. You know? totally. um, and then I found out, Oh, there was all this cool music happening. I just wasn't listening to it. So yeah. Anyway, sure. pray. 
we are here. This was a uh, this was a fun little. Su- These are the kind of cool ones to talk about. As we wasted uh, seventeen minutes talking. Um, <laughs> tornadoes, you say wasted. I say had a great yeah. time. So that's fine. I'm having a great time. Yeah. You know, we got to fill in for Kent. You know, that's right. Um, but yeah, so so uh, this is how many things in this kind of universe have we talked about on the show? Films in this. We did a Predator throwback. Yeah. So I thought. Um, I want to say that was like the first year of the, throwback, of the VIP yeah. club, I think. Um, I don't think we've done any others except for the infamous The Predator, mm-hmm. uh, the Shane Black joint. So I don't think we've ever talked about Predators 2. Maybe we like touched on it in the Predator episode or one of those. And I know we haven't done Predators or... Mm-hmm. The a- AVP or any of that, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you what? see this got the ultimate sign of approval? Jesse fit the body Ventura said, "Great, <laughs> yeah, he was he's all in on it." Yeah, I'm sure that made everybody real happy. Like, oh, cool. Now we're, now we're he's a good. he's a mayor, right? Um, or is so he more? What was the other one we came up with? He's. I mean, probably. I don't know, man. Right? I think he might just. I don't know. Might just I don't want to. Yeah, I think he might just suck. He okay. Might just be, I just feel like he might be entertaining with like some Navy SEAL stories or something. But then he also got into it with those guys too. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah. All right. So this was a, a nice little uh, Hulu surprise. Mm-hmm. Not surprise, but these are the fun ones to talk about. It's great that these things can still happen. Um, this is the great um, – this is when this works well, when like you leverage some IP so mm-hmm. that – 20th century fox or whomever says yeah we'll give you money because that is checkbox number one that like right paint by number studio heads are doing but then you find they go cool this is ip i can give you i can now give you you know 30 million as opposed to three you know and then but you find it a a organically original um thematic and uh captivating story to tell within that ip and sort of adjacent to the to the IP. So I, I just, I think that's such a cool way to do it. Way easier said than done, but, uh, mm. but I didn't know really what this was until probably two weeks before it came out. Right. If yeah. that it was in this world, at least you follow the movie news more than I, but I was, I was, Oh, cause you, you and I both, we like predator movies and mm. the, the ones that are good. And again, you liked, um, a lot of the last one. Um, but then, yeah, but kind of, you know, your eyebrow goes up. Oh, this looks like that could be kind of cool if that's what it is. And then it's certainly, in my opinion, um, we'll get into the specifics, really lived up to it. So we'd love to hear your build up to it and, and all that. Yeah, I didn't know this was a thing until, um, I don't know, maybe two months ago, something like that. Okay. Uh, I, I, th- I feel like I vaguely, with most of the movie news that we get on this kind of stuff, it's like if it's not slated on a calendar somewhere, then it, it, it kind of just, it's like when the movie comes out or you start to see a poster, you're like, oh, right, I I vaguely remember that that was a thing that we were working on, you know, but it's not it's not the same as like a Mission Impossible movie that's had a four year build up. Right. Or and like it, that. even with even with the um, even with the Dane DeLigro draft profile you wrote two years ago, <laughs> you didn't I didn't I didn't get that in there. I wasn't sure. I didn't have the okay. scoop, you know. Okay. Um, I'd heard I rumors, were, but I wasn't ready to report it. I didn't uh, know if you were going to cross-reference it with yeah. your 2013 draft report you wrote on him and, and say, <laughs> seems like he, you had the sentence, seems like he'd be a great predator. <laughs> Parentheses <laughs> in the film universe. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> well, 
Um, but I, I knew, I knew it did well. It, uh, it premiered at Comic Con. It did really well. I, yeah. I, you know, I love the theater so much, but gosh, it's nice to just be able to pop on Hulu at 1030 at night on a Sunday, you know, yeah. and, and be able to get this kind of thing. Um, I, I'm with you in that I, I really like Predator movies, despite the fact that there are only like one and a half good yeah. ones. I mean, it's, it's like Jurassic you know, Park movies. Yes, totally. Totally. Um, it's, it's, it's been done wrong way more often than it's been done right, I think. But, but they, they retain, I don't know, with, with something like this that's just a creature feature, basically, and, and especially with the sci fi element, it, it's kind of hard to screw them up too much. You know, it's like yeah. the, there's less, if, I guess it feels like there's less at stake than there is with a Star Wars movie or whatever, a Batman movie or, or something yeah. like that. Um, and so, you can kind of get to a place where it's pretty easy to be like, yeah, the last Predator movie was literally one of the probably 10 worst movies I've seen in the 10 years that we've been doing this, this show. But, you know, they swapped out. The, they, I think they fixed the number one problem, maybe, um, with, with the director. And uh, this looks like an interesting thing. And I love, I really, truly love the, the just the concept for this is like, let's just drop predator into a completely yeah. different world. And man, that was, that was a world. very affecting and smart choice uh, to make for this kind of thing. So yeah, this, this was, I was looking forward to this. Uh, and I, you know, it was, I was very happy to be able to sit and watch it in, in my office. And, uh, and I thought it was really stinking good. This was, um, this is one of the better movies of, of, of the year I think that we, that we've seen so far. And, and, Maybe even more to the point than just being, hey, this is a really good movie. It just did exactly what it was supposed to do and seemed to really have a, a, a fundamental understanding of what the movie is, what its identity is. And that is, that's just something that doesn't get checked off frequently enough, I think, um, when you go outside of the, the very top tier of the blockbuster kind of movies. So uh, I, I, I dug this quite a bit. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I also like, you know, it simultaneously has enough kind of interesting things to say about like, you know, the French colonization and the realism of the Comanche tribe in this. There's enough without losing like that. It's a predator movie too. And, you know, it really walked mm -hmm. that balance. Well, I'm interested in this world. I'm interested in his characters. I'm interested in the logic and the, um, the relationship between these two, two worlds. And then you, you, you kind of turn what we now know is like a bilateral uh, infiltration or colonization or commute, you know, uh, relationships to a trilateral one mm -hmm. with this outer, you know, out of space hunting for alien hunting for sport. And uh, you know, it, 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 you know, it, it kind of serves as really fun. It seems silly to say like historical fiction because mm -hmm. it's, we could do that. It's kind of, it's like the best version. Remember there was that trend of both books and movies 10 years ago that was like Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. Yes. And stuff like that. It's like the best version of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. To I totally agree. Uh, that was making the rounds in the discord this week of people just kind of throwing out suggestions of like where you could drop the predator into in history. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it was a, I mean, it was a really funny and I, and I, I'm a hundred percent with you. It's like most of those, Pride and Prejudice with zombies and sure. like all that kind of stuff. I, I, to me was always like, oh, that's a funny 
that's like a sketch. It's not a movie to me. <laughs> like, like, oh, what a funny idea. Um, and then you are watching the movie or, you know, listening to somebody. I'd never read any of those books, but like somebody telling you about the book and you're like, mm, I don't think this is, I don't think this is really for me. Um, but this was, uh, this was, you're, you're exactly right. Was, was a better example of that in my opinion. And also I, I really dig it, setting it the way that, that Dan Trachtenberg said it with, you know, in the Comanche nation and, um, at this time period and stuff, it, it made the the whole predator thing seem more i don't know if realistic is the right word but i'm going to go with realistic because of yeah. of all of the i don't know for lack of a better term mythology that you that you have that we have around uh you know native american culture and american cryptids and all this kind of stuff and the uh urban le- urban legends is not really even the the right term but uh like kind of the story around the campfire kind of stuff. I thought it played into all that very well and was um, that setting made the, made the movie maybe significantly better. I think it's just a perfect idea and place to, to put this thing. Yeah. And the interesting things too, and how they, how they kind of stripped down the predator too, because it's Mm -hmm. also, you know, they are also, you know, hundreds of years more primitive. And while they're way mm-hmm. more advanced than us with the travel and things like that, they're not, a, you know, it's kind of a different uh, version there too. So there was a lot of like an Easter eggy intelligent things done, which was, which I thought was, was really smart and shows a lot of knowledge of the, of the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It was a, it was a seeing the ways in which um, like the technology was cool uh, it was used really effectively, but I think, but you're right. Like having that be a little different, a little more primitive. And then also just playing the predator as just this like creepy hunter dude, you know, <laughs> like, right. It, I don't know. It added a, a bit of an element. There was jokes rolling around on Twitter of like, I just, now I'm going to look at the, at predators as these giant nerds that are obsessed with, with trophies from history and they're rejected by most of predator culture or something. Um, it was a funny, it, not funny. It was an interesting uh, concept to to bring into this and and made this. Uh, I know that's been touched on, on like Alien v Predator, but it's done a little differently here, and I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, it, absolutely. It was. It was. Uh, there were new ways in. I'm trying to think how to word this. There were new ways in to like a establish the the drama and the pathos of the of the even the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, new, new logic for scares and, and, uh, fights and, and action and all that. But I, I thought, I thought the, uh, I thought Amber mid thunder, am I saying that correctly? The last I, so, name? Yeah. I assume I'm saying Amber correctly, but, <laughs> um, was really a really commanding lead in this. Yes. Same. Um, and can't wait to see more out of her. What a find she was. She really, really. Um, has to carry this is not a uh a and she's you know been a working actress for a long time but in terms of like a really big uh really big debut you know mm-hmm. it's not an easy one right you've got yeah. a lot of a lot of legwork to do not just uh carrying the plot and all that but just like the physicality and mm-hmm. and what this movie relies on you get that one decision wrong even with everything right. else this movie is a c plus Absolutely. Absolutely. She is great. She is mm-hmm. great in this. Um, Have you seen her in anything else? I don't remember. 
I recognize her from from uh but I mean like the movies that I know her from she plays basically, you know, glorified uh extra, you know. It's like okay. that that she was in uh I think she was in two <laughs> Neesons recently. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, she's in the Marksman. Too. Oh, yeah. okay. And so the She's Ice in Road. those. She's she what makes an appearance in Hell or High Water. She's in Legion and I've heard she's really good in that, but I wasn't watching Legion in this by that point uh in its its run when when she starts when she appears really uh so i maybe had seen her in like one episode of that um but no i I didn't have enough familiarity to be like yeah she'll she'll be great in this and she was she was you're the i think the physicality there is the key to it because that is it is a physically demanding role Mm. and she has to do it she has to look she has to look right doing it from a, like, she has to seem exhausted when you need, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know I'm oversimplifying how it is, duh, that's being an actor. It's a really difficult performance to pull off. And that's not always the case in an action movie. Sometimes in an action movie, you can kind of, you can get away with, like, just kind of being there because of effects and, you know, the way we shoot everything and whatnot. But to, to, bring it the way that she brought it on that front and then to be compelling when it isn't action as well. That's another, that's like a completely different story. And we're not really even totally talking about how, (laughs) you know, you're filming against the guy in a morph (laughs) suit with dots all over his body, you know, it's just, it's a difficult, it's a really difficult thing to do. We know what that's like. Kent wears that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. The in-person ones. We've asked him multiple times to stop. uh, It's a weird, it's a king dude. Yeah. And we don't kink shit. Poor Zoe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of, before we get into like kind of the, some of the plot pieces, but what'd you think of like the guy that played Tabe or, um, uh, and then kind of the supporting cast, all the Comanche chiefs and mm-hmm. all that. I thought, and like, um, it was used sparingly, but like, um, mm-hmm. the language was really cool and all that as well. Um, yeah. I yeah. thought that was a cool homage. Just, you know, there's nothing more, up, un, nothing more unrepresentative. Mm-hmm. How am I saying that? There's nothing more unrepresented, mm-hmm. uh, and misrepresented than native culture. Right. And right. so I thought this did a pretty cool and obviously using indigenous actors and things like that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a cool way to, was you know the right way to do it and all that but also it didn't feel like i mean not to be totally cynical but sometimes when people um uh really lean into like the authentic casting you go this is great this is definitely the ethically right decision that's Mm -hmm. awesome but like sometimes they're not they sacrifice Mm -hmm. some of the skill of a lot of the cast to make sure that it's that they are ethnically or culturally or um you know sexually appropriate mm-hmm. and i didn't right. feel like that was the case at all here right i mean it was like this totally. cast ruled and and they think you know in a cool way they were they were all mo- mostly indigenous actors mm-hmm. yeah doing it getting good actors in the roles important and then having it feel like when i look i you know you know i don't ever look at reviews before i might look mm-hmm. at rotten tomato score but that's it yeah. Don't look at anything else. Um, but I might Google review and uh, Armand White. You check out mm-hmm. what Armand's yeah. thinking to kind of yeah. help frame everything <laughs> for you. Right. But with a movie like this that is female forward mm-hmm. and Native Americans forward, you know that there's going to be the <laughs> the worst person you ever you have ever <laughs> encountered is going to hate it because of that. You know. Um, but also, which, like it might. 
it could also inflate the score because people are afraid to attack something. Totally. So totally. Yeah, abs- but absolutely. But that's not the case yeah. with this at all. I'm not saying that, but you're yes. right. Yeah. No, Ghostbusters answered the call syndrome there where it's right. like, well, we can't say this is bad because. <laughs> yeah. oh, so oh, everyone man. was like, I liked, I loved the cast in other movies. <laughs> yes. And. Didn't <laughs> care for them here, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Yes. It doesn't. No. Does it? Um, th- <laughs> this, it was, I went and looked at reviews and it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny seeing the the people that you expect to be ridiculous and stupid and toxic like trying to find ways to be like it's not that good you know <laughs> i was like okay then we won we, this was a big win because they're they're struggling here they're, they're re- even with uh, even in the 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 world that we live in where you can just pick an opinion and run with it and there's no consequences to it apparently um there there's some struggle too so to make it uh to to make it forward with with these two different things that are usually underrepresented in film and then have it be very good and also feel true and authentic and and not just uh you know not token you know not and have it not reek of like tokenism or whatever it's i mean that's we talk about you know amber myth unders the her the the strength of that performance and the difficulty of it that's a really difficult thing to pull off from the director standpoint, from the studio standpoint, from the writing right. standpoint, all of those things like those that requires really high level, uh, all those things to come together in a really high level way or else, even if it's bogus, you open yourself up to like, is, are we going to deal with a bunch of garbage? And in this situation, it's like, well, good luck. If you want to, if you want to say that wasn't so good because of this or that mm-hmm. or the other, then all right, you're just telling on yourself and you sound like a complete moron. Cause this was pretty daggum great. Totally agree. Totally agree. And yeah, you're right. You, you mentioned something earlier and I wanted to comment on it. I, again, I don't, this isn't a popular thing to say. It's kind of like saying, uh, you know, the, I like the album better on Spotify, but I didn't think anything was lost watching this on Hulu. I don't know. You don't know unless you see it in mm-hmm. a theater for the first time with people, but this seems like it'd be something like a quiet place or something that would be really cool in theaters. But mm-hmm. I, I thought it, it really worked as and in, in the at home. Uh, yeah. Thing. I really liked all the, um, and which is hard for me because, you know, animal freak, but like mm-hmm. um, all the trapping and hunting stuff, um, yeah. not in obviously, Duh, it's to also show that they're being hunted uh, by the predator. It's it's not, mm-hmm. but I thought that was all really cool, nuance and um, action and and, and uh, business for those characters. I thought I don't know, mm-hmm. I you know, it's not something you see a lot in other than like the Revenant and uh, sure. Apocalypto or something. But it, it was done really <laughs> right. well here, which is funny because then in the end, then a predator hops out and tries to kill them. But mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah. But the the trapping and all of that was really neat. Did a good job of of showing it's like a little slice of life for at the time, you know. And I thought that was cool. I think it's important. I think that was important for the the movie to kind of show um, these characters and this group of people in their everyday life. And so you kind of set up. It's not like we were going to be rooting for the predator, you know. If if we didn't get some some kind of setup, but it I think it adds a little bit to. Um, how that that all plays out from a character standpoint as it goes. There's not like a ton of character development or like a ton of focus story wise on that stuff, but but there's enough and it it rings true because you spend ten or fifteen minutes 
taking a real sort yep. of authentic look at at the life of uh of of this this tribe and these characters and whatnot and uh, and, that, and that's and that's cool yeah and that whole sequence leading up to her getting caught in the in the bear trap mm-hmm. so cool with like yeah. you know just that's so well paced you don't know where it's going there's mm-hmm. people coming to rescue that are really causing more pain there's the the predators lurking and then right. him kind of like like losing interest when she's hurt or whatever is, is yeah. cool. And yeah. that whole sequence is, I thought was really, really well done. And, and it, the hard thing, it, that's the kind of screenwriting that you don't think about because it's not super dialogue heavy, but like writing out that se- sequence storyboarding and imagining it is so impressive mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It, and it also, it was a nice um, continuation of, of what, of some of the themes of, of the original movies. Like there's a, in in the first pre- I watched I watched the first Predator sort of in the background uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, you know there's a scene where 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 the Predator passes over um, the uh, the female character because she's not armed and yeah, I- so she's not she's not a he's not he's not hunting that something that can't you know quote unquote defend itself, which is an interesting concept that then plays out. A couple of times in this, um, with him, with it be walking inter- away from her and stuff, and be an interesting uh, anti-gun argument. Sure, saying, sure. Yeah. "What if predators come? You know, <laughs> right. yeah. we'd all be safe if we can't defend ourselves." <laughs> just, muskets were not helpful um, in this situation. Mostly, no, so. they were not. So. The like, what do you call it? Like a flintlock pistol <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, it was that was that was fun. Um. It was great to hate the French. Right. Oh yeah, it's nice to be back. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a World Cup coming up. You know, yeah. they're one of the favorites. Yeah. Kind of good. Right. Yeah. Let's get the French hate going again, just for fun. <laughs> I don't have to really mean it. It's, I can't express a... to you, man, how funny that House Hunters International was the other night, <laughs> where the guy just kept wanting to be by the bakery. I mean, the thing about it is, like, there's a million bakery. I, I mean, I, I just, you know. It was so good, man. And he just could. He was like, but there's no. And they're like, there's other ones. You can go. <laughs> it's two houses and he kept, down, probably. He kept being like, the stereotype is real. And then he'd come out. <laughs> I mean, look, they play it up for the cameras, obviously, because he was so boring. Right. Everyone has to have an angle. Yeah. But he'd come yeah. out like, um, he looked like uh, Kevin McAllister's dad. When he shops for Christmas, you know how crazy he went for Christmas with all the presents under the tree? Yeah. If he just yeah. did that with bread. <laughs> and you're like, dude, well, you need to go to us? like rehab. Like you need to go to Betty Ford for bread. <laughs> Betty Ford. <laughs> hey, God. That's why I do this. Back to Predator. Um, yeah. So you kind of, at least this is not a bad thing. This is one of those. I didn't really think about it coming in. Started watching it. And then you start thinking, oh, you know what? This is going, speaking of Kevin McAllister, this is going to be a Home Alone third act, right? Where mm-hmm. they're going to have to lure and trap and booby trap the Predator. That's going to be awesome. Duh. How cool is that? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, yeah. And yeah. just, you know, when the, when Skyfall kind of ends like that or whatever, right. you know, yes. you go, okay. And you're, uh, I was 100% <laughs> right. That's exactly how it kind of works where they're, uh-huh. they're, they lure him and get him into the mud pit and, um, all that it was like still sometimes that's fine it's, you don't always have to throw a twist at me it's like i know exactly where this is going i sure. am 10 this roller coaster i'm strapping in i know as i 
go up that I will then fly down at 70 miles an hour and I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it and I'm still right. going to scream. And that's how this was. I loved it. Sure. Yes. I was, I was the same way. Like you get that. I, I, at a certain point you have, you, you know, okay, this is how it's going to have to play. She's going to have to outsmart it. And, yeah. uh, and sort of, uh, you know, she's got, it's got to get some body blows in there before she can, she can really come with it at the end. Got to get his helmet off. I love that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. The way that, that she, uh, dude, though, like, uh, him in. I don't know if it's blood, but like the green juice stuff. Yeah. Rad yeah. Too. Yeah. Stuff looked really good too. Um, yeah. I don't know what the, I was looking, trying to figure out what the budget was Same. on this and I haven't seen it reported anywhere. Um, I'm going to guess it's a lot cheaper than it sure. could have been, um, right. could have been done, but it's it looks really good. budget on a fast and furious movie, but it looked yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it looked really good. And for the most part, um, predator looked awesome. The sequence when he like holds the bear up and the blood's dripping down, oh. it's invisible, but that was terrifying and, yeah. and great at the same time. I'm not a big, uh, cool kills guy. That's not, really my, my in real jam, life but, just not in movies as much right I just you know just tired of it you know um <laughs> when i, I get home. that and bum fights <laughs> <laughs> you know you've seen 10 or twelve thousand. it's just it's just tough to no, i hear you i hear you i mean out of it uh but i don't really care that's not that's not really my favorite thing but the the one where he like threw the net on top of the guy and it just disintegrated him with the log that was Super impressive. Um, there's a lot of inventive violence here. <laughs> so, uh, but again, it's not usually my my biggest thing. But I there was there were a few times where I said, "Oh, whoa!" Um, out loud, kind of. Yeah. Which same. was uh, which was. But yes, I the the Home Alone element down the stretch was expected. Not a Christmas um, movie, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Shane Black had written it, um, it would be. But. Uh, yeah, it was it was expected, but 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 I think what you what you are looking for in that in that kind of situation is I know I know what this is going I know the A to Z. Mm-hmm. Now, right. how are you going to do it? Essentially, right. like what's what's the in between? Um, and that was done very very effectively with lots of little twists and turns without it being you know I think in, insane. I the the final kill was really cool. That was a smart fun way uh to to do that and a and a not just to like finish it off but also to show um her her abilities and her her intellect uh kind of outsmarting this thing um was was a a really nice uh i, I thought it was a fun way to to end that 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 stuff absolutely agree yeah it was very satisfying very fun here's my hottest take don't do more of these i know they're going to yeah but I'm good. And I loved it. But like, this is going to be diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, even with the same crit. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. They're obviously going to do more. This is done really well for Hulu. And, and it's right in the budget of where they like to make stuff and blah, 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 blah. Right. I just, it was so, it seems like such a tight, hard thing to pull off and they pulled it off and everyone should just high five mm-hmm. and then go team up and make something else. But I don't know. I don't even know. I would, I would love at least like, I think that this is like a once every six to 10 years, not every second or third year kind of thing. Like it would be, I would, I, I'm not, I'm not quite as don't make another one maybe as you are, but I would say, all right, what year is it? Cool. 
We'll put another one of these out somewhere in 2028 to 2030, somewhere yeah. in that range. But then they'll and lose in the, the momentum meantime, by the way, they'll never do. I agree, that'd be fine, but they'll never do it. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, There'll be another one announced tomorrow. That's yeah. the way that this works. But so, real quick in, before we grade, do you, yeah. you have something else you want? No, to I was just gonna say. In in the meantime, I would say, um, just kind of let Dan Trachtenberg do whatever he wants yeah, to yeah. do. Guy would awesome. be my biggest that that. That maybe my two biggest takeaways from this are let's get Amber Mid Thunder in just every movie. That will be great. Um and then if Dan Trachtenberg if you're a Hollywood executive and Dan Trachtenberg walks into your office, I feel like I'm not saying you just give him the blank check. Yeah. Um but it I would be I would be really excited to hand over whatever he, whatever property, whatever story, whatever he wants to do, um, and then just kind of let him let him get to it. I still, one of the my biggest frustrations in in Mad About Movies history is that they named Ten Cloverfield Lane Ten Cloverfield Lane. I would have loved Ooh. that. I liked that movie so much. I thought he did a really good job with it. I would have loved it so much more if I had no idea that it was a Cloverfield movie. Um, until until the very end. It and that's so funny because like no one better. loves. We've talked about no one loves the surprise more than J.J. Abrams. I know that I know. It's such over a strange, his cold dead body. Like, yes, such a strange thing to to call it that because it you would have built into that movie even more. Is this is he for real or not? Mm-hmm. Kind of element of it. Yeah, it's not just so a cool, cool surprise at the end. It, yes, it, it totally yes. changes the the drama of the film. Oh, man, so so odd. But regardless, um, right. I think he. Uh, I I assume he's getting calls this week from, you know, yeah, the the, the Marvels and the. Yeah, for the everybody's the everybody's. It's like, hey, we. Have I heard a- he's doing Bad Girl. <laughs> yeah, good luck, good luck, Zaz. Um, he's gonna do a the- re-edit of the Flash without Ezra. Oh, it's gonna gosh. be tough. Ezra just really doesn't want to do that movie, man. He just he well, it's really- done, right? I think so. Yeah, just, just oh, that's uh, so great. One of our great wins. It's a good one. Yeah, no, I put that one on you. Not. I mean, you were you hated him before. I had no opinion, and you were like, "This guy sucks." He's way before anyone you. else, yeah. yeah, way before anyone else, and like all credit to you. Yeah, um, it helps when they turn out to be just a terrible person. Yeah. So, his not have called sick, that part. Though. I just thought he sucked as an actor, but uh, yeah, yeah, his band rules though. <laughs> that one cover, yeah, um, but, uh, yeah. I think if Dan Trachtenberg, whatever he wants to do, I think he, he you should probably just let him do it. You know, uh, and he's de- like I said, he's definitely getting calls today of like. Hey, have you uh, you want to do Lethal Weapon five or you know, right? I mean, it's he's getting all he, and he and he deserves it. It's he did a, a fantastic job with this. Uh, last one you mentioned the Discord earlier. What were the three your three favorite other time periods for Predator to drop into that came oh, out? Oh goodness! Sorry, um, I should have probably prepped you on that before. Trying to find, they were going on it, and I wasn't really paying attention. Little Women was a funny one. Love um, it. <laughs> That he just pops up uh, in, <laughs> in the attic with them. Um, I don't know. We did Saving I mean, Private Ryan might be kind of cool. Saving Private Ryan would be would be a war movie, like a World War II war movie where Predator pops in would be be pretty cool. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Predator. That was a, that was okay. a good one. The Good, the Bad, and the Predator. That's a Shane joint. Um, yeah, you could. Uh, Kind of pick, you yeah. Pick a, a World War, honestly, a World War Two one would be pretty dope. That would be, uh, or you know, Vietnam or something. That'd be an interesting, interesting concept. Pride and Prejudice and Predators. I'm seeing that from <laughs> yes. Islander. Yes. Um. Yeah. 
Z sweet sweetness sweetness had uh, <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Predator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Which is popping out. I just yeah. wanted to give some credit. Those are funny. Yeah. For me, I'd probably go. Um, oh, man. I, you know, the passion of the Christ and Predator, you can <laughs> work that in. Not to go sacri- I don't mean that sacrilegious. I mean that like a biblical period piece. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. That kind of era would be cool. Mm-hmm. Really, really like. Um, like his ship doesn't even work very well. Maybe he's not invisible yet. Yeah. yeah. Go that early. And I and then I would probably go, oh, like <laughs> I guess this is kind of the original, but different setting. Um, like, you know, mid Coke pre-AIDS, early disco predator. <laughs> okay. Like Studio 54 uh-huh. Predator yeah. comes. Andy yeah. Warhol, Warhol's factory, <laughs> Predator. Yeah. <laughs> And he just gets all coked out. Just yeah, that's what brings him down. He's just like it's a debilitating addiction to to cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no one knows of, it's bad for you. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of boogie nights and predator. Think that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's grade this one. I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna go solid A. I really, really like this, and this is what I'm looking for in a monster movie and a cool setting and time and everything. And uh, like you said, really well made, great lead. The predator was really good. We mm-hmm. didn't say that basketball player. We made the joke about him, but like he that had great physicality. It's, they're kind of they're very similar, but a lot of them are kind of different. This one has a lot of time. It's not just like glancing mm-hmm. predators. It's like mm-hmm. some long, you know what I mean, shots of him yeah. and stuff. So I mm-hmm. thought that was mm-hmm. that was cool. So I would I would go solid A. What about you? Yeah, same here. Strong A. Um, with I would say there's a greater chance that I'll end up bumping this up to an A plus than I would to, to bump yeah, down to an A. Yeah, same. Really I wouldn't be surprised. This is my top ten of the year. This same is here. kind of my yeah. Candyman of this year so far. Yeah, yeah. Great blend of sci-fi and horror. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just you're getting a little the monster element plus the sci-fi. So I always like when you can you can Alien is obviously like the greatest example of that. But I I, I love when when a movie can uh, can do a little bit of both. So yeah, this was this was a blast. Awesome. Well, Kent, feel better soon. We'll talk soon. Brian, uh, you wanna we doing a weekly rack? Yeah, we can do that. Sure. Weekly recommends. I will uh I'll go first. Um I've got a book I was texting you about last night that I'm reading that's been all over the uh the uh press. And I want to get the title of it. I know what it. <laughs> sorry. Oh uh, yeah, it's easy. It's a really simple title. Um, it's a fun kind of Hollywood book, but from a different uh, different angle. I think you would definitely like this, but I think a lot of our audience would too. And it may have even been recommended in the Discord. But uh, directed by James uh, Burroughs, Jim Burroughs, hmm. who directed. You know, we always think of film directors. He is the most prolific sitcom director ever. He did. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of he did. A lot of Mary Tyler Moore. He did like all of Taxi, all of Cheers, a lot of Frasier, all of Will and Grace, a lot of Friends, um, and then a ton of Pilots, which is apparently I've learned that's where you get the real money because then you get a piece of the show forever. So he did like right. the Two and a Half Men pilot, the Big Bang Theory pilot. This guy's probably worth like six hundred million, and no one knows it. What a life! <laughs> um, Perfect life. Yeah, it really is. And no one he come- bothers you at dinner, and you are so <laughs> filthy wealthy. Yeah. You you pick up the tab with the Friends cast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great... He's a cool... Um, he Good narrator, too, for self. Normally, I prefer a professional narrator, but he does a good mm. job. I'm audibling it. 
and uh, you know, great stories of New York theater in the sixties transitioning over to sitcom. He, like you and I um, really thinks highly of the sitcom as an art form, you know, especially mm-hmm. an American art form and a British one too, and all over the world. But like, he really has thoughts on what makes these interesting. And then obviously all the behind the scenes stories and all the stuff on cheers is so great. And, and uh, yeah, just a, a breeze of a book or audio book. Um, one of those people that has touched so much of what we have ingested as a culture that, you know, the, the showrunners and the writers, um, and the cast obviously always get a lot of the credit, but you know, these directors mm-hmm. that are on the stage with those actors, building those scenes, editing, you know, taking lines out, throwing suggestions in doing, getting all that for, you know, it's like theater sitcom directing, theater directing. It's just a 22 mm-hmm. minute play, you know, and getting that all ready in five days and up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a cool skill set. I would, I think I would love to be a sitcom director. I've decided, I think that would be my dream. Sure. Uh, I don't know if I'd be good at it, but I think I would, uh, most things about show business, even though we do the show and I love show business, I'm like, that doesn't seem like a fun job. I think sitcom totally. directing seems yeah. like a great job. It feels uh, like a lot of logistics. Like, yeah, which motion, I like, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, I think it'd be fun. So you got to get this person here, but they have this relationship with this person. Okay. You know, like simple stuff, like, um, you know, um, Norm coming in, mm-hmm. you know, the classic scene where he has to, you know, he says his normism as he walks across the bar. The reason he does that is the first episode Shelly Long was in. The, normally the, on a show, a guy comes and goes right up to the closest seat, but that's where Shelly Long was standing because she was getting introduced to the cast. So he had to walk past and they needed mm-hmm. something for him to say. And so he said, you know, uh, not enough or whatever. And what do you know? Not enough. And you know, and then they had to do that every show and that becomes like the most like kind of thing. And it was literally a logistical solve. Mm-hmm. Like we got to get him over here now. <laughs> um, so stuff like that is always really cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. That's a, that's a Brian book. If I've ever heard it for sure. For sure. Okay. I'm going to recommend, uh, I had a book, but since you did a book, I'll go, I'll go with something different. Uh, and I'll save my book for, for next week. There, the sh- there's a show FX or Hulu or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just call them one thing now guys i know not you i just mean it's stupid we're still doing fx by hulu or whatever it's all over the place uh or you know have a friend that has plex uh but the that would be my advice uh the show called it's called uh, the old man i have been looking forward to this show for like three years i'm i kind of think it was supposed to come out i think you're right pre-covid or maybe like COVID year. I can't Honestly, remember, I think it might have been delayed while. because of his illness. Yes. And, yes. and finishing also for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's Jeff Bridges, who I love so dearly. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I know we talked about it off the air. Maybe we did on the air too recently where I, I said something to the effect of I feel whenever we did our favorite actors list, I don't think I had Jeff Bridges on my list and I'm an idiot because I love him so much. Those are so hard. I like the list episodes, but I I hate my list a week after. (laughs) Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Uh, Jeff Bridges might be the most American treasure, American treasure. He's, he's just, he's the best. I love him. I love him so much. Uh, I'm a, I think I'm five episodes in. It's a seven episode show. I don't, I guess I'll see in two episodes whether it's a. I feel like it's a, a you know a multi season thing or it at least is, at the moment is kind of playing as a as a one off. But uh, Bridges plays a uh, a former whatever secret agent guy, CIA agent uh, who has been uh, basically in hiding for for thirty years. And in the first episode, his uh, his cover has has been blown, and so then he's. Uh, sort of going on the run, trying to stay one step ahead. 
Um, it's all like very generic tropes. But it's done very, very well. Um, and Bridges, I haven't seen Bridges in like a real action role in a in in quite yeah, some time. While. And it's awesome. I mean, he, I know yeah. I understand stunts and all this sort of stuff, but like he looks, he looks great doing it. Cause he, I mean, it's like, it's, it's similar when you watch Neeson and in the ones that are the, in the good Neesons when it's like, it's a bit of a struggle for him, you know, right. um, that's what you're getting with this. Like, it's not just, he's not just Jason Borning everybody. Um, but he has some, some real, they have really good action set pieces and it has, it has multiple times in the five episodes hit me with a like a story twist that that made me say oh like mm. out loud um in my office uh John Lithgow's in it he's great the original um, choice for Fraser Crane I learned in this book I'm listening oh, to oh interesting that could And he said he says that only to drive Kelsey Grammer insane <laughs> who he loves which is funny okay so win win <laughs> yeah. love it uh that's great but uh, yeah anyway it's old it's the old man it's on fx hulu whatever and uh i it's wrapped now um and it's it's great jeff bridge is great everyone involved is great so yeah i watched give, the uh, pilot a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the thing that i think all marital houses know i watched the pilot and then mm-hmm. uh went to watch episode two and my wife had seen the whole series <laughs> but, uh, yeah. so i'll get yeah. to it eventually i got and now i move it back to from the living room to like my office area kind of show. Mm-hmm. I kind of divide yeah. that way, which is sure. fine. But yeah, she yeah. can hammer a show much faster than me and, yeah. and, and did. Yeah. So yeah, she's uh she's much more efficient uh, of a TV viewer uh, yeah. than, than you are. What's up? Yeah. There's a, there's a, a moment in episode three. Uh, my buddy Matt had seen it all and I was talking to him about, it. I'd only watched the first episode and he's, he said, he was like, there's going to be something that happens in episode three that you're going to, you're going to text me when it happens. Cause it's such a shocking moment. And I, it, he was not wrong. I did that. <laughs> I was like, Oh crap. So, um, yeah, really, really dig it. Very well done. And, uh, it's always good to see the great Jeff Bridges getting work. Yeah. Guy grows a heck of a head of hair every time too. <laughs> such a great, so dude. fast. So great. I just listened because I'm watching that episode yeah. or that, excuse me, that show. I listened to the, to his episode on uh smart list sure. from, I don't know, early July or something. And he just, I just, could he, I, like, I just wish he could just give me a call, you know, know, like once a week, just give me a little, hey man. I told you the great, uh, the That's hater so story about his yeah. anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's your buddy, man. You <laughs> gotta wrestle it. It's just your buddy. It's so always good. gonna be there. <laughs> that was Owen Wilson, not Jeff Bridges. I don't know why I did that. Okay. Well, this was fun. We got some weather talk. We talked to Predator. We had some weekly recommends. Weather is a social construct, and I <laughs> will see you. And so will Brian. We're we're in Hulu right now, but we'll we'll be back at the cinema here soon. And we'll see you there. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. 